0: Hi everybody, welcome to um, another session of uh, Proud About Town podcast. Uh, my name is Rohan and today is Monday, 2nd July 2018. Um, so I'm a couple of days late on posting this uh, podcast on uh, my latest post that I did, um, I, I I believe on a Saturday evening. Um, so it was around... Um, The appointment of Becky Hammond um, as an assistant coach for the NBA team San Antonio Spurs so I'm not sure if you're a fan of basketball or you watch the NBA you might have noticed this lady who sits who was sitting at the back Um, she was a backbench coaching assistant for Greg Popovich and one of his, uh, one of Greg's, uh, so basically in the NBA, you usually have two assistant coaches uh, sitting on either side of you. That's, that's a system. Um, and one of those coaches has now moved on to, I believe, um, become the coach for uh, the Phoenix Suns, I believe, or, or I could be wrong. I think it's another team. But um, so that that opened, a, that opened up a space. For one of the backbench coaches to come to the front bench and become an actual assistant coach, um, so really, really, um, uh, you know, amazing to see that that you know that was Becky Hammond. So who is Becky Hammond? Becky's played sixteen years in the WNBA. That's the Women's NBA. Out of those sixteen years, she played eight years. As a San Antonio Star, so, uh like we have the men's team, which is San Antonio Spurs. The women's team is San Antonio Stars. Um, you know, and and she has a Russian background, so during the Olympics, she has played for her Russian team as well. Um, now I'm not a huge fan of this first women first female to do this to do that you know it just goes on to show how much of a male dominated world do we actually live in Um, you know in reality I don't feel this should even be a thing Uh, but you know it's just the world that we live in that that you kind of have to highlight such things because uh, I personally want this to happen more and more Um, I think women coaches can bring perspective um, that possibly some of the male coaches cannot and they might be able to get more out of the players again that some of the male coaches might not be able to I'm not saying they cannot they might not I think this is something more ball clubs need to be testing so it's also um, you know again if you're an NBA fan and most importantly you're a San Antonio Spurs fan you would have heard that you know, rumours around Greg Popovich possibly retiring in twenty twenty. So he'll probably do uh the remainder of this season, uh and then it'll so so he'll probably start off this season, which starts in October this year. Uh and I'm guessing he'll probably do another season which starts in two thousand nineteen, October. And I believe after that he will retire. That's what the rumors are. So, I guess the big question is who will be the next coach um and you know there's already some articles around which are saying that it could very well be a possibility that the first n b a head coach could be becky Hammond um so it'll be very interesting to see how you know what impact she has as an assistant coach um a lot of it, you know, we might not even get to see. Uh, it will basically be Greg or, you know, his, his internal team um, that might be sort of assessing her. Unless Greg takes some time off and she's the head coach for a little bit, uh, you know, the interim head coach, if, if Greg's away uh, for a period of a few weeks or whatever, these things happen. Um, then we, might, then we as, as fans might get a, uh, might get a clear insight. Uh, on her to see how, you know, how, what is her coaching style, you know, is she able to get the best out of her players, what is she saying in the huddles. The little bit that, that as a fan you can see uh, on TV and you can hear, um, you know, will, will tell us quite a bit. Um yeah, look, you know, I want to end this by saying the Spurs dynasty, uh, you know, they have five championships since 97 or 98 when uh, Greg, Pop- Greg Popovich uh, joined um, the, you know, uh, the the Spurs organisation as a head coach. Um, they have always been different from every other club um, in in so many different ways. You know, they um other ones that uh usually the first ones i believe still who make you know go out of their way to look outside of united states when it comes for players when it comes to players um you know there's so many names uh that come to mind manu ginobili tony parker um, they've had several uh, european players who have come and gone from the spurs organization as well um you know, a lot of names escape me at the moment, but, you know, it's an organisation that understands the importance of having an influx of, of uh, basketball players. Oh, how can I forget Paddy Mills? I'm an Australian, and I forgot Paddy Mills. Shame on me. So, uh, you know, Paddy Mills being another one, and he's become such an integral part um, of their, uh, of their offence in the last um, three years to three to four, maybe five years. Um, you know, so it's 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 their ability to think outside the box, um, and and they're usually the innovators when it comes to that sort of thing, um, and you know, in my view, they've definitely done it again by uh, by taking this opportunity of a assistant coach job uh, becoming vacant and giving it to Becky Hammond. I have been hearing a lot of good stuff about her in the last couple of years, but you know, it it really hasn't been much conclusive. And I, and I have a strong feeling now that she is in the assistant coach, official assistant coach, front bench assistant coach position. Uh, dare I say, I think we'll be hearing about her a, a lot. Um, I also believe she did uh, coach the Summer League, which which goes for about four or five weeks. And I believe one of the years they, San Antonio actually won as well um, with her being the Summer League coach. So, you know, look, she she definitely um, comes highly recommended. Um, And, you know, at times you can tell something about people just by looking at them. They have an aura about them. Um, You know, they have something about them. And and when I look at her, um, you know, during the games, the intensity that she works with, uh, you know, you can tell she's very involved. And she doesn't, you know, it doesn't come across to me that she will unnecessarily push herself upon players. So I think she, you know, I like her style. Where she, uh, I believe she's a very good listener, uh, from from what I can tell. But then again, these are all observations that I have made by watching the game, by watching how the coaching staff behave uh, behave around the huddle. Uh, what are they saying, or how much are they saying, and who are they talking to? You know, these are the things that I I tend to tend to focus on. But you know, um, going back to what I was saying, the Spurs dynasty is, you know, has just shown that they are always looking to try something different that other ball clubs are not. Um, and I think this is another prime example. So I'm really excited about Becky Hammond becoming their first, uh, I believe she's the first female uh, front bench assistant coach. And if I'm wrong, please correct me on that. Um, but to my knowledge, I believe she is the first uh, front bench assistant coach in the NBA. Uh, thanks all. That's all really I have to say about this post. Um, if you feel, uh, you know, that you want to message me on, on something that I, that I missed or, or just, you know, give me feedback on how I can do this better, I'm more than happy. You can either get me here or you can uh, leave a message on Instagram or Facebook and I will respond at the earliest. Thank you so much. So a couple of days ago, I um, did a post on uh, Monique. Um, He's a Canberra-raised kid, uh, born in Nigeria, but raised in Canberra for several years. Um, He started playing basketball at uh, Lake Jandera College, um, and after that, moved on to a college in uh, in the US, um, and has now made himself uh, quite a basketball player, such and such that he has made himself available for the NBA draft. Um that's a really, really proud moment for, you know, us in Canberra. Like, you know, we're only a city of like four hundred thousand people or less. Um, and we've had so many athletes that have come out of this um city. It's amazing. Um and I really, you know, I just wanna wish all the success to uh Duchima. Um I think he's a... He's a great kid um I was able to connect with him via Instagram as he's not currently in canberra um and he was very gracious enough to share a lot of information with me um you know you don't always find um you know kids like that who are that willing to share uh their life with you so it was it was definitely a very pleasant surprise that he was so um uh you know very humble in in the way he shared and and you know um shared his experiences and 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 whatnot so um yeah look I'm wishing him all the best um, in the upcoming n b a draft I for sure will be watching it uh probably not live because i'll be at work on the day but uh i'll I'll definitely be tuning in later to sort of see how we're now I'll probably be tuning in throughout the day uh on twitter and whatnot to sort of see what's going on um yeah best of luck and you know if if you if you would like to see him um definitely go on my instagram or facebook page uh you will see uh a post that i have dedicated to him there you will see a picture of him and you'll also see a video of him um doing a dunk um yeah look tremendous athlete six foot six about 230 pounds not sure how much that that is in kilos but uh definitely well over a hundred um yeah so look a great talent wish him all the best thank you hello everybody this is rohan from proud of my town so today's the uh tuesday 3rd of july 2018 um i'm a couple of days late uh putting up the um, podcast on my latest post, Um, and this is the one about LeBron uh, moving to the Lakers. Big, big news, although predictable, or sorry, although most people predicted it, most experts predicted it, uh, it's still another thing when it actually happens, right? Because until it actually happens, you just don't know whether it's happening or not. So, LeBron signs with the Lakers, $154 million deal. Um, I think this deal is one hell of a bargain, uh, primarily because, you know, LeBron is worth so much more, and I guess everyone knows that, but I think at this point in LeBron's life, I think what's more important to him is rings rather than money. I mean, you know, he's making plenty of money through endorsements and uh, businesses, stakes in football teams like Liverpool, so he's not short of any money so i think what's more important for him is i guess number one he is the highest paid in his team which i believe he will be i don't think anybody else coming in will be getting more i think um, a more yearly salary than he will um and i think secondly he wants someone you know he wants to attract superstars like he always tries to do um and uh, you know, so from that point of view, I think this is a hell of a bargain for for the Lakers. So you know, the whole Showtime Lakers are back. You know, there are a lot of questions coming up online around whether the Lakers will return to the playoffs. Um, you know, what what is this going to mean? Uh, what's this going to mean if another superstar comes along with LeBron? And what's it going to mean? If another superstar does not come this year, what's going to happen? So I think uh, no matter what, I think you can always expect one thing for sure, and that is the fact that LeBron will be making it to the playoffs. And I'm and, oh, sorry, I said LeBron, I mean Lakers, but you know what I mean, right? LeBron's Lakers will make it to the playoffs this year, no matter what. That's the, probably the least they will be able to achieve. Uh You know, when I say least, is that max, you know, what, what is the maximum that they can achieve without another superstar with LeBron? You know, you just never know with LeBron what he is able to do. Like, you know, for instance, if we look at what happened in Cleveland, uh, they gutted the whole team around, you know, uh, February, March, um, you know, this year. And you know, went with that team all the way to the finals. So so that should tell you what is this guy capable of, you know, more than midway point past the season, changing the whole team and still making it to the finals. I understand this is the West, this is not the East, it's not gonna be easy, but I think um you know the Lakers have some good pieces with um uh Coldwell Pope, uh Kuzma. You know I'm a huge, 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 huge fan of Kuzma, uh, and I feel, you know, if you if you're gonna compare the rookies of the year, I think he was really up there for me, even though he didn't, he was not even number two. But uh, you know that's a different topic altogether. But I think um, you know with, with with the pieces that the Lakers have, and and you know I didn't say Ingram, I didn't say Lonzo, primarily because I do not know what's gonna happen with them uh, if the if the Kawhi Leonard trade. From the spurs goes ahead but you know with the remaining pieces i think they have enough to cause a lot of damage uh in the in the west and i think um you know from from that point i would say the showtime lakers are back you know it's again all about the lakers again um you know it, they have not been to the playoffs since 2012 2013 so this is going to be you know so they've had, they've had like a six-year drought which is I would say, quite a major drought for a franchise like uh, the Lakers. So, you know, it's it's going to be very, very interesting as to what happens um, now, that, now that LeBron's here. But one thing is for sure, the Showtime Lakers are well and truly back. Now, you know, when I was going through the story, you know, what I always do with all my stories, all my posts on Instagram, Facebook, is relating it back to what, you know... Um, my mission is all about is to encourage the feeling of being proud of your town that is what I always look to do right so I think you know the part that stood out for me for in in this story was not so much LeBron not so much who's going to be the other superstar that's going to be joining LeBron but more about what you know Magic Johnson has been able to achieve um, I have always 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 been a fan of Magic Johnson I must admit I did not use, I, I I was not watching basketball back in the days when uh, magic was playing I was way too young and you know where I was we didn't really have nBA um, you know televised um, in that part of the world so uh, but you know since then I have looked at clips that I've seen on ESPN about what he was about what he's achieved what he stands for the fight against AIDS how he made you know, um uh, very bold, bold moves in this in this space and, and brought people together, educated people and all that. And I have a l- tremendous amount of respect for him from all the things I've heard heard him say or do or heard of him ever since. Um, so I've I've always respected the guy. And I think, you know, the fact that he clearly said that in his you know in, in a couple of years of becoming uh you know taking over the Lakers if he cannot get a couple of superstars to the Lakers, he will resign. And I th- and I thought, Wow. Um, you know, I think one thing's for sure, you can definitely take Magic on his word. And I think with him having delivered LeBron James, now you can say whatever you want that look, LeBron James was a com- was gonna come here anyway, doesn't matter who was running the show. That's not a given. You do not know that, you know? It's not always that easy. Um so I I, I definitely give all the credit to Magic Johnson here. Um you know he said he has he, he if he doesn't get two superstars he'll resign is what he said he's gotten one superstar but this superstar is so big I would say is equivalent to getting three superstars um, on the team so I would say well and truly magic you have delivered please 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 do not resign <laughs> you know we, we need you we need you to stay um, so you know I honestly think Magic Johnson has well and truly delivered and the people of Los Angeles you should be really really proud of your town that someone like Magic Johnson is from your town who who you know he word is his bond and he's he's shown that and he's he's, he's delivered so you know you, you better be proud of that and you better celebrate this guy um, now I want to talk a little bit about the missing piece you know what's what, what is who is the missing piece gonna be you know we've we've heard a lot of chatter about the Spurs wanting to get, you know, um the right pieces from the Lakers uh if they are to trade Kawhi Leonard to the Lakers. So that's still going on. Um, you know, I I, I am a, as much as I love Magic Johnson and the new Lakers right now, I have always been a Greg Popovich fan and I, you know, I completely understand where they're coming from and what they're trying to do. You know, Greg Popovich has, has announced he's, he's gonna retire in a couple of years, so he just doesn't want to leave the Spurs in tatters. So he doesn't want to give uh you know Kawhi Leonard just for cheap change. He wants to get something back for him, and I do not blame him at all. So yeah, it, it will definitely be interesting who the missing piece will be, but I wouldn't I would not even be surprised if there is no missing piece. Uh sorry, if the missing piece position is not filled this year, I will not be surprised. Even though you know, the Lakers have definitely added some small pieces, but I wouldn't say. Uh, them even collectively are a superstar the magnitude of um, Kawhi Leonard but we'll see we'll see so look thanks for your thanks for listening I'm really really interested in what what your thoughts are uh, on the the whole thing especially if you are a Lakers fan or you know especially if you are in California Los Angeles whatever have you I really really want to know what what your take or what your thoughts are are you excited I'm not seeing as much of a buzz that I would have expected. So, you know, I'm I'm really keen to understand what's going on. You know, are you happy with the trades which are happening um um, you know, all all the ones which have happened since, you know, with with uh, Lance Stevenson, Land Stevenson um uh, and, you know, Javale McGee, Rondo. Um so yeah, I'm I'm just really interested in understanding what, you know, what what are we thinking, you know, what's what's the mindset here? So, um yeah, yeah. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Hello, everybody. This is Rohan, proud of my town. Doing a post today on Thursday, 28th of June. So I did a post uh, earlier today on, um, I saw this article, uh, it popped up, I can't remember how and when and where. Uh, but it was about uh, the New York City Pride March. And, um, you know, something about that really, well, the thing is that that image that I saw uh, were had, um, you know, so so basically this is a march that goes through the streets of New York. And it's basically a celebration of the lives of, of people living in New York, New Yorkers, and the LGBTQ community. Um, so... You know what really attracted me to it because i'm look i'm a i'm a huge basketball fan and they had the new york knicks players uh wearing the knicks shirt with the the knicks logo on the shirt and the and you know uh it had the lgbtq pride uh colors on it um so i i, I really uh you know so that was my instant connection to it because of basketball um but, but like you know th- these things are very special um and and i and i wish other cities you know also had these uh and and i know a lot of cities do but i just do not think there's enough of this. um you know it tends to only happen in the major cities like new york like sydney rio um i'm sure uh, you know a lot of other cities that don't come to mind right now um that i know of that do this sort of these sort of um pride marches but uh but yeah i, I honestly do believe you know, these things are very important. They help bring the community together. You know, there's something to smile about, something to celebrate, you know, something to get out of you know, <clears throat> some way of getting out of your constant grind and just uh, you know, letting loose a bit, having some fun. Um so, you know, it it, it this one was, was was quite a good one in, in that perspective. And I'm sure New Yorkers are, are you know, are are really proud of, of their city that you know their their city puts out events like that um and i think as as we go more into the future i'm sure there will be a lot of cities that will start doing these sort of uh you know um pride marches but i think it's i think it's absolutely fantastic i love looking at the pictures i love looking at the genuine excitement on the faces of uh of of these athletes and all that so you know it's it's a it's a win-win for everyone when when stuff like this is being organized um yeah, so um, I just wanted to sort of share my my feelings around that post that I put about the New York City Pride March. Um, look, as usual, uh, please let me know what you think of my podcasts, uh, if there's any way I, I can improve, or if you want to, you know, add in your own comment to this podcast, share your thoughts. Um, you know, they're always very, very appreciated. Uh, thank you so much. Enjoy your day. Hello, welcome all to the uh, second episode of celebrities who are pomters. Um, today is Thursday, June twenty eighth, and uh, today's podcast I want to talk about Draymond Green. Those who don't know, uh, Draymond Green is a um, um an NBA player uh, for the Golden State Warriors. He's a I believe a three time champion. Um, and i'm not sure if you have if you have been keeping up with the news in the United States, but it's a trend where when a team wins the n b a champion uh championship uh they are invited to go see the president the president sends them an invitation, and they all come to the president with the trophy take pictures um uh, around the white house and 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 whatnot so this has been a tradition happening for a while um, but in the last couple of years um you know since uh Trump has been the the president, the players have uh have revolted and um you know they 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 do not want to go um last year it was stephen Curry um who who said he doesn 't want to go and um President Trump then uh, came back to him and, and said "No, I don't, I'm not inviting you guys anyway." to which LeBron James took offense and he said, "You know why what, what are you doing you know you would, you wanted them to come, they are the ones who refused, and now you're coming and telling them that you do not want them to come. That makes no sense um so again, this year when the Golden State Warriors won again, um, it's the same thing um, you know, they, they do not want to go see the president." um and um, on on that topic draymond green uh, who is a very very crucial part of golden state warriors um you know he he sat down with um uh with a cnn operator and and sort of went through why he did not want to um you know go go to the white house um and, and i thought that was that was amazing the way he put it um you know and and if so I I retweeted uh, that CNN post where where Draymond Green, excuse me, um is being interviewed, uh, and what I really liked about what he said was the fact that he doesn't believe there is you know there's enough happening for the black community in in United States, and he doesn't feel like the, you know, uh current administration is doing enough. Um. So you know he he wanted he want you know this is his way of making a stand for his people that you know that we are not going to go see the president um you know um and and i I love that about him that he you know he believes in something and he's doing something for his community uh even though it's this is not specific to a place or a location this is uh you know more specific to people in general you know um so you know he is quite sensitive about it and and rightfully so uh you know a lot of nfl players have, have been heard around around the news who have you know um taken the knee uh, per se when the national anthem when the american national anthem has come up so you know there's been a lot of this um sort of um you know revolt is probably a bit more of a harsh word i think the word i'm looking for is you know there's a lot of disagreement in in what the national anthem and the flag stands for and 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 i guess you know um while the nfl players have, have taken the knee and and done uh, a lot of uh, press around this, uh, I guess now NBA players are not doing a lot of that as well. Um, and I really liked what Draymond Green said, how he said it, how he was poised um, throughout the interview, um, even though I only saw a very, very short snippet of it, but I really, really connected with it and I wanted to retweet it and, and sort of you know uh, put my feelings um, into, into words on the post and I also then wanted to make a podcast to talk about it um once again i'm really really interested in in what um you guys think of of my podcasts um you know i'm i'm a constant i'm a, i'm a believer in constant feedback um so you know if there's any way i can do these things better please let me know um and i'll i'll be more than happy to look into it i hope you enjoyed the podcast and uh yeah definitely leave comments thank you Hello, everybody. This is Rohan again um, from Proud of My Town. Uh, today is Sunday, the fifteenth of July, two thousand eighteen. Um, so, this is—I uh, just want to talk a bit about uh, one of my recent posts that I had done. Uh, it's a—it's a video that I have reposted. Um, it's a video of a documentary uh, of for, of Michael Jordan that is being made. Um, you know, as a partnership between Netflix and ESPN. So you know it's going to be good. <laughs> um, and, and this documentary is called The Last Dance and it will be released in 2019. When exactly? I'm not sure, but I'm waiting. <laughs> so this preview is only, I believe, uh, about 54 to 58 seconds. I can't remember the exact uh, number of seconds, but it's... it's uh, you know, my Instagram standards, is, it's basically a short preview of, of uh, what's to be expected. And I must have seen this particular preview at least 50 times in the last 24 hours. I'm just totally obsessed with it. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what, you know, it's just the way what what he's saying in the preview, the way the music is... The scenes that they quickly go through in, in you know, in that less than a minute preview, it's just set up. I mean, you know, making previews is also an art, and I think that preview was made really well. Uh, and, and I just, I just cannot wait for this documentary to uh, be released. I think it's going to be an amazing insight into an amazing human being. Um, in my post, I also said that you know I'm I'm waiting for this documentary as much as I'm waiting for the Game of Thrones last season, uh, which which yeah as as most of you who are fans of the show would know that uh, unlike every other year there's been nothing released in 2018 they took a gap of about a year and a half, which took them into early 2019. So I would say I'm waiting for this Michael Jordan documentary as much as I'm waiting for the Game of Thrones last season. Uh, I'll probably, you know, <laughs> catch a lot of flack for that, but it's it's the truth. You know, th- this really, really means a lot to me. I love basketball. And the way that this documentary has been made, you know, it it sort of has allowed us into Michael Jordan. As you know, Michael Jordan doesn't really do many talks he literally never comes on any expert panels he doesn't do any interviews he, he you know he, you hardly hear anything about him uh, very rarely do you hear anything about him so for this document to come out and i hope there is some new material there and and it's not a a a sort of conjunction of all his other posts or oh, sorry of all his other um Uh, previous documentaries made on him. I hope it is not just a collection of that. I hope there's some actual new material and I hope it is from Michael Jordan himself as well, not just other people who have played with him or have known him. Um, It's it's just remarkable. And I think I I must, you know, I I cannot just talk about Michael Jordan and not give credit to Chicago Bulls. You know, there is a big, I, I believe one of the reasons that Michael Jordan became what he became I believe Chicago Bulls you know can also be included in that equation Uh, you know perhaps Michael Jordan might not have been the person that he ended up becoming um, if he if he was not playing for Chicago Bulls I just don't know Uh, there's no doubt that he is a superstar of superstars Um, you know has all kinds of nicknames one of the funniest ones that I find is is black Jesus (laughs) um you know he's he's just he's just a phenomenal phenomenal guy but i think you just cannot discount what what chicago brings to the table um you know everyone knows that chicago is 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 a is a tough blue collar city and you know the way the people are i'm sure in some way shape or form that did rub off on him uh in his in his tenure in in chicago which was uh, i cannot remember exactly how many years but it was it was i believe from the mid to late 80s to the late '90s, so it was definitely well over ten years that he was with the Chicago Bulls. So, you know, for me to f- think that Chicago had not had no impact on on Michael Jordan, I think that would be uh, you know not not an accurate statement. I believe, you know, when when you spend as much time in a city as 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 he did in Chicago, um. I would say you cannot help but be influenced by the city and I, and I think uh some of the good things about Chicago did rub off on him. Um you know I I really do hope Chicago do find the the, the feedback as since he has left it's been a difficult ride for them. You know they did have Derrick Rose uh for some time and and he had a couple of good years but for the most part was was injured quite a bit. Um, and, you know, they have not been able to come, you know, get back to their former glory. So, um, I think it will take a long time for them to get even close to what they had with Michael Jordan. But, uh, you know, in saying that you, you have to appreciate what the organization also brought to the table and not just Michael Jordan. Um, and, you and, and I'm sure when this documentary is released next year, The Last Dance 2019, um you know i i i think from the wording of the documentary it is possibly about his last year in chicago bulls uh with, sorry with chicago bulls so uh it'll be very interesting uh if they do talk about uh, you know michael jordan's um motivations and and what did the what did the city do um to make him the way he you know make him the way he became and and what what did he draw from the people of chicago i'm I'm really interested in that um yeah, so that's all I have. I'm, you know, something I'm really, really passionate about is basketball, and 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 I, and I believe if the documentary is anywhere as good as the preview, it's gonna be one of the best things on TV for the year. I would say I'm saying it right now. Big call. I know it's a big call, but I I truly believe if the documentary is as good as as the preview that they have released, I think we are in for a treat. Okay, as usual, thank you, thank you for, uh, for listening. very interested in your feedback or slash comments, either here on Anchor or on Instagram. Um, I'm always looking, at, looking for feedback and for ways to improve what I'm trying to do. Um, and if, you know, if I can get any pointers or suggestions, I'm more than happy to listen, into, listen to them and, and have a bit of a think about it to see how I can be better and provide you with what you want to hear more. Thank you. Hey everybody, this is Rohan from POMPT, part of my town. Uh, Today is Saturday the 21st of July, so it's been a few days since I did a podcast. Um, So I wanted to make sure um, I don't wait any longer, (laughs) because there's been a few posts that I want to talk about. So firstly, um, I did a post around four or five days ago uh it was a bunch of basketball players who are currently in the n b a uh and and the post was uh and a you know a, a video editing edited post uh by uh, an account which is called uh ball boom Boomin, uh, and i had to repost uh their post and um uh, it's basically basketball players in the n b a shooting shots and as soon as they get done with the shots uh, the video editing team had uh, changed their top from the NBA top to the college that they actually came from. And that was pretty very interesting the way that they did that. And um, the other thing is that the, I guess the quote on on the, the, sorry, the caption on the video was never forget where you come from. and. You know that's a a really, really big message of mine: to not forget where you come from. Uh, You know, it's not about moving to better places and forgetting about where you come from. It's not saying that the places you move to are not good, but you should never forget where you started. So, you know, where you actually learned your skills, where you know you had initial success. You know, your belief system might have started uh, and gotten you on the journey that you're on. It can be a place where you were born. Not necessarily, uh, you know, you don't have to be born there, but it can be a place where you were born or, or you moved to at a younger age, whatever have you. But it's just that, you know, where you've had those initial moments of, of brilliance, you should never forget them. Um, and uh, I, I thought this video had a great message around that. People tend to forget where they're from, They let success change them and whatnot. But I think you should just remember who you are and where you're from at all times. Thank you. Hello, everybody. This is Rohan again from Proud of My Town. Today is 5th of August, Sunday, 2018. Um, So one of the recent posts, um, I believe I put this one up on Friday, uh, was on the basketball sensation from China, Yao Ming. Um, now, whenever you say, whenever you hear the name Yao Ming in China, you know what comes through through to your, you know what comes through to your mind. I think, literally, I would say everyone thinks of just basketball uh, and the fact that he played for Houston Rockets for about, I believe, five or six seasons and how dominant a player he was how huge he was Um, you know I I believe and I could be wrong here but he's probably one of the biggest if not the biggest player to have ever played in the NBA at least for the stretch um, that he that he had I believe he was seven foot six uh, or or something along some ridiculous lines like that Uh, you know there are (laughs) several photos of him um, uh, you know online where he's standing next to other NBA players, and it's just shocking how huge he is. Um, He's big enough to hide Shaquille O'Neal, who is himself one of the biggest athletes to have ever played the NBA, but happens to be a few inches shorter than Yao Ming. He is a picture of Yao Ming where um, Shaquille O'Neal is completely hidden behind him. And that's just ridiculous. I mean, you know, that that is one of the biggest stars, one of the most dominant people in the NBA. And um, he was bigger than, or he is bigger than um, Shaquille O'Neal. Um, you know, he it, it was a great presence. But, you know, I think for the most part, because he was so big, he was, he was getting injured quite a lot. So I don't think he had as, you know, impactful career as a Shaquille O'Neal did. But still... You know, from someone from China to come up and, and and do what he did, I think that's that's just absolutely incredible. And I think he has lifelong fans uh among amongst the Houston Rocket fans and also, you know, China as a whole is a huge Houston Rockets fan. I've seen uh even in the recent years, I mean he he Yao I Ming mean, retired several several years ago, I believe, at least over ten years ago. Uh but even these days, uh, you know, certain part of certain part of the year There'll be a couple of games where you know all the players of Houston Rockets will be playing with uh, jerseys, um, with, with you know with with something written in Chinese scripts. You know, either, either be Chinese New Year, etc. So there's still a you know a lot of respect for uh, for China amongst the Houston Rocket fans and, and and Houston Rocket organization. I believe one of their players, who's a, currently a bench player, is also from China, whose name I do not remember, but he's also quite tall. But anyway, um, this post is is not so much about basketball, but because I love the sport of basketball so much, I just cannot control myself and I do go a bit crazy. So apologies for that. But yeah, look, um, this post basically came up um, on... the the, well, the idea behind this post came up on Friday when I was having a chat with one of my friends here in Australia um, who is of Chinese descent. And he was talking about how... Um, uh, Yao Ming used his fame and influence to basically end shark fin soup as a delicacy in China, uh, and so much so that from two thousand eleven to I believe two thousand sixteen, uh, the article that I that I read anyway was was published in two thousand sixteen. Um, he had managed to reduce, you know, the the intake of the delicacy shark fin. And you know, by 80 percent, eight zero percent, that is ridiculous. I mean, you know, you're talking a country full of, uh, you know, a country of 1.5 billion people. You know, it's a lot of people, full of people. You know, it's a massive, massive country from a population point of view. And he managed to reduce the intake of shark fin soup by 80 percent. That's a lot. And and I wonder in in doing so, how many countless lives of sharks that he would have saved just single-handedly. And I think in some ways that's a bigger achievement, um, you know, uh, than than anything he has ever achieved. You know, from a conservation point of view, you know, we we have a role to play as human beings. Um, you know, much of our history we have exploited animals, uh, and in some countries we still continue to do so. But, you know, uh, there's been a lot of exploitation of animals um, and, you know, because of which we have lost a lot of species, um, which has had an impact on the eco- ecosystem. So by doing what he has done, you know, and sharks play a major role in the ecosystem, in you know, in our oceans. So by, by doing what he did, you know, single-handedly, he has made a huge difference to the ecosystem, I'm sure of that. Um and you know that that's that's a that's a huge achievement you know i I don't believe uh many conservationists have been able to boast you know uh of such numbers uh of you know uh saving a species by eighty you know is slowing the uh, the culling or killing of a species by eighty percent in five years. You know that's quite unheard of and and you know, and that too, in a communist country like China, I think that's that's quite an achievement and um you know certainly people from Shanghai have more reasons than basketball reasons to be proud of of you know of of Shanghai that someone like him comes from their town um you know, and it's just an absolute amazing thing about him that I do not feel he gets enough credit for. Um so yeah, look and you know and all the interviews I've seen of him, he's he's very calm, he's he's uh he's very nice, very nice to, to talk to. Uh you know, he I believe he's a part owner of, of uh a Shanghai basketball team. I believe that is also called the Shanghai Sharks, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Um so you know, he, he, he definitely has uh made a really, really good use out of his fame and influence for the you know for the betterment of the world not just shanghai um yeah so you know look up again i take a lot of inspiration from from people like that who can who can use their influence and power to take a stand because i'm sure a country like china uh would have really opposed uh his you know his um i guess uh his his work towards ending you know shark fin delicacy uh shark fin soup delicacy uh, it would have you know come up with some come up with a lot of opposition I, w- I would say but you know it's all about i guess how you structure your message to influence into influence people make them understand that you know uh conservation how important it is um, and i think there were also studies to say that there was no actual benefit from uh, from the intake of shark fin soup there was no benefit to your body in fact you know, there's more of a chance that you might have uh, some contamination in your body as as a consequence of it. Um, so, um, and again, that could be because of that part of the shark's body or whatever have you is not suitable for consumption and whatnot. So, I think there were a few things he was able to use to to uh, influence this big a this big of a swing, this big a swing um, in his favour. But regardless you know if you are doing what you're doing to save that many lives of, of sharks I think that's that's uh, something to you know to, to talk about um, yeah thank you that's it uh look as usual always looking to get feedback any comments questions uh suggestions on on how I can be better i'm I'm always more than happy to uh, uh to offer a lending year um yeah, feel free to get in touch either on Anchor via a message or uh, leave a message on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. Um, I'm, I'm active on all three. Um, try my best to check them as daily as I can. Thank you. Hi, everyone. This is Rahan again from part of my town. So um, one of the recent episodes um, I published was on James Harden and the uh charity softball that um that was that he was the face of uh, and it was run in houston um so n b a have always been a have always sorry n b a has always had a great reputation um to do the you know these sorts of charity work uh, that help the community and n b a cares is a big program that that showcases that in fact this was one of the things that i fell in love with, you know, along with the sport when I started watching it. Um, And, you know, I I saw not only is this game, uh, you know, is where you get to see people with just an incredible talent, uh, you know, uh, physical prowess that that you do not see in any other sport. You also see a a big amount of, um, you know, donations, generous people, giving donating their time and money uh to to the right causes so it's it's definitely a a sport that really encourages that behavior and NBA does sort of encourage the franchises and the you know uh, players in the franchises to also do their bits for the community um so it was really good to see James Harden step up and actually run a softball um team along with with Chris Paul um and uh they they had events all all through the weekend and all the money that they made was again going towards uh children going to school who you know to make sure they have everything they needed um you know in 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 their classes in their schools uh, etc so it, it just seems to be a bit of a theme at the moment a lot of um you know um a lot of these basketball stars in particular seem to be focusing on schools. Uh, you know, I guess they, they want uh, education to be at the forefront of everything. Um, they feel this is something that is lacking from their communities, obviously, and they want to do their bits to to bridge that gap and, um, you know, good on them to um, use their stardom to, uh, to bring out some, some positive change. Because... Uh, you know, James Harden does have a bit of a reputation um you know he's 29 years old but he still loves to go clubbing um the, the, you know the all these things are in some ways frowned upon um by your you know in in the nba when, when you when you get to a certain age they expect you to behave a certain way so um i guess it's, it's kind of unfair that James Harden uh, has a reputation of someone who's just out there to have fun um but you know so it's, it's it's really good to for everyone to see uh, this side of him as well um you know cuz he he has done very well for himself and uh, he has been with Houston now for a good um you know 5 years so you know he needs, he basically needs to continue um making sure that he's putting you know is is putting a, an impact um onto his community in a positive way um, you know, and, and this is something that's, that we should all strive to do in my view. You know, I'm not saying we should all host these big events because, you know, let's be honest, most of us cannot. But it's it's about making sure that, you know, if you can contribute in a even a small or a tiny way, uh, you should look to do that because um, what is small to you uh, can have a decent impact uh, onto somebody's life. So uh, I encourage you to find ways a way you can also contribute to your community no matter how big or small way you choose. Um, thank you. That That's all I have. Uh, once again, please don't hesitate to leave um, any comments or messages. Um, I'm always looking to improve the work that I do and your feedback is greatly appreciated. Thank you. Hello everyone. This is Rohan from uh, Proud of my town. Um, today is Tuesday, September the 11th. Um I made a post uh my, my latest post in fact was on uh the basketball player Dwayne Wade. Um he had a quote um around the fact that um he wasn't really accepted um when he was trying to get into um, his basketball camp. Um, it wasn't something like, I wasn't the kid who got invited to camps. I didn't have the opportunity to put my name out there. I had to go to my high school and put in the work behind closed doors. So it's this is a very good example of what I'm trying to um, uh, encourage in the, in communities. And that is, you know, you might not always have it easy. Um, you know, that means you have to put in the work uh, and you have to be prepared for it. And the same thing goes with, you know, so the same thing goes with, with towns, right? You move into a town, uh, it might not meet your requirements, but you don't have to live there um, and, and hate the place. You can actually do something to improve the place to meet your standards, and in fact, by doing that, you can actually elevate the status of the town and actually make the people living in it proud of of being from it. So, um, you know, it's definitely a big win there for people with that kind of an attitude. And I just, you know, and something about this quote from Dwayne Wade really uh, reminded me of that fact um, that you know, at times, you have to put in the work to make, you know, the city. Um, uh, you know, to raise the level of the city that makes you feel comfortable living there. Um, because, you know, in that way, you're not only helping yourself, but you're also helping the people in the community. Thank you. As usual, please uh, don't hesitate to leave uh, feedback uh, or comments either here on Anchor or on Instagram or Facebook. Um, I am always keen to, uh, to hear how I can do my, my work better. Um, If you have any questions or if you would like to join my podcast, please message me. Uh, You're welcome to DM me or leave a comment on any of my posts and I'll be more than happy to work with you. Thank you.